advantage of these resources. Nate and I do these programs is to educate you and give you opportunities to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And talking about literal interpretation, we are in the prophetic book of 2 Peter chapter 1. Nathan, it's interesting because when people talk, uh, think about Bible prophecy in certain books, they always think of maybe Revelation and Daniel, but oftentimes they don't consider the small books like 2 Peter, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of times when someone sits down and says, you know, I need to read a book of the Bible. <laughs> and they'll pull up Numbers or Deuteronomy, like, oh, no, it's just too long. So they'll go to these tiny little books. So I think that's what gets the traffic going to First and Second Peter is right. that they're small books, but they might be small, but they're packed with a ton of theology, a ton of theology. Yes. So you have to chew your way verse by verse through them, but it, it's quite a spiritual meal to read these smaller books in the New Testament. And yeah, and Nathan, you and I, we chose 2 Peter because it really ties well a lot of prophecies that we looked in Zechariah, we finished that, Revelation and Daniel, and also in the ending of 2 Peter, it, it pulls a lot of things together to hopefully let the viewer uh, and the reader really capture biblical prophecy uh, in a nutshell. So last, uh, two weeks ago, Nathan, you introduced us to 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, there, the opening scripture. Will you be able to recap for us briefly some of the things that we looked at uh, in Second Peter, chapter one? Well, certainly. Well, this is a letter by Peter, and uh, this is called an epistle. So, when the apostles would write a letter, uh, they ended up being called epistles, and they would go to a particular church or person. And uh, for Peter, he was actually going through quite a number of different churches. And of course, then, as the church is accepted as inspired, they canonized it and put it in the Bible. So we know that it's. Uh, uh, from the Lord, and it's got the message right. that comes from God. And he starts by obtaining, talking about obtaining like precious faith with us and righteousness for God and Savior. And so basically he's doing, this whole chapter is on Christian living. It's on how to be separate from the world and not corrupted by our own lusts, and to grow, verse 5, I think is one of the best verses, but also for this very reason, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and the brotherly kindness, love. And man, if you have all those in your Christian life, then you are become a mature Christian. Uh, that is a great point. I love that, Nathan. And it, I love this because it's almost like a, a ladder of growth. Add to this, add to that, add to that. And that's the Christian life. We need to be growing, right? We do, we do. Uh, it's it's sad to see when you see some people who have accepted Christ as their Savior and they remain spiritual babies the rest yes. of their lives. That's not. We're never meant to stay babies. We're meant to grow and mature. And to do that involves, of course, Bible study mm -hmm. and going to church and uh, being with Christian friends and praying and adding each of these things that Peter talks about to your life, yes. getting good at them, maturing in them, and becoming more Christ-like. But for isn't that what all Christians should be attaining to, to become little Christ, Christ-like? Yeah, Nathan, and you know, one of the reasons also why we started this School of Ministry is to encourage people, but also to help them grow because there's nothing worse than a stale Christian just warming pews. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sometimes they call them the frozen chosen. The frozen. <laughs> Sometimes it's all about emotion and, and not about the, the Bible. Right. But it's a shame. And, and you're seeing this as a trend in a lot of churches now yes. where they're a mile wide and an inch deep. They're not getting deep. You know, you, yeah. you just can't stay a spiritual baby. You need to grow. You need to flourish in the Lord. And you do so by adding each of these different we want to call them skills, but they're also characteristics of Christ, and we should emulate them. 
Yeah, very good point. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. So, Nate, yeah, if you can continue taking us to chapter 1, uh, verse 10 and on, I think it's just fabulous, all the wonderful nuggets that we find in this wonderful prophetic book here uh, of uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. All right, so I believe we left off with verse 9. So do you want me to start with 10? Uh, verse 9 is fine, Nathan. We can move from there. So we want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening. Hey, grab your Bibles and follow along with us. Okay. For he who lacks these things, the ones I just read to you, is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his own sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. If you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Ooh, Nathan, I, I verse in because one of the things, I love the word diligent, right? And it's way different than those that are slackers. But it says, uh, therefore, brethren, be more diligent to make your call and election sure. Nathan, talk to us. How did you end up uh, in, uh, in, in, in biblical prophecy? Well, I've always had a fascination for the whole Bible. And 31% of the Bible is Bible to me. The prophetic the teachings of the Bible is just go hand in hand with the teachings on salvation or the teachings on Christian, Christian living or the teachers on how churches should work. It, 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 to me, it's just always been a part of the whole. Uh, and it, it worries me when I see pastors skip that part. I mean, yes. how do you throw away a third of the Bible and not address it? it this yeah. is relevant, important things. It's important to Jesus is important to Peter and John and the other apostles, and it, so then it should be important to us too. And and it's neat too that it wasn't just prophecy as stands alone, but the apostles and the minor prophets and the major prophets, prophecy to them was interwoven into the promise of Christ's return. It was interwoven in how they lived and how they interacted with each other and how their devotion to Jesus Christ. It wasn't something separate on a different shelf. Yeah. It was integrated into this. And here, Peter, there's a lot of prophecy in Second Peter, but it's integrated into how we should live as Christians. So it's very important that we follow that while at the same time having that great hope of Jesus Christ coming back. Excellent, Nathan. And it was like myself. I remember when the Lord started calling me to serve Him in ministry. It wasn't just a focus on biblical prophecy. It was on His Word. But there did came a point where I really had to uh, be diligent in terms of preparing myself for what He had called me to do. And that's what, uh, that's what we're doing even here today, right, Nate? Right, right. I love about the Calvary chapels is not only do you guys just go verse by verse, but how that Bible prophecy is just part of what you read. It's, yes. it's not something that you have a series on once every ten years. Right? <laughs> you, you integrate what the Bible says just like Jesus and the apostles did. He integrated prophecy into Christian living. And it's very important that we do that because when you live with the blessed hope of Jesus' return, mm. one, you feel much more called to evangelize while the time is short. Two, you live a holy life because yes. Jesus could come at any moment. And three, you live with hope in the victory of Jesus Christ. So understanding Bible prophecy is extremely important mm. in how we see God and how we live our lives. Excellent point. And you know, Nathan, sometimes people think that they cannot be sure anything. But here... Uh, Peter puts it this way in verse 10, when you're diligent to do these things, he says, you will never stumble. I mean, I see that as a certain sureties of God's promises. Yeah, he sets the bar high there, because I don't know about you, brother, but I stumble all the time. <laughs> you Nathan, <But> no. 
Yeah, but what he's saying here is if you put not only the fruit of the Spirit, but also, right. uh, you know, all these things he said, faith, virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love, I mean, these yes. things are, are just essential to being a Christian. They're against what the world does. The world does the opposite, but as Christians, we become like Christ. And so what he's saying is, is that he's not saying that you're going to lose your salvation, you know, make no. your election assured here, because there's plenty of other verses that say otherwise. Mm -hmm. What he's saying is, is that you can't stay a baby Christian. You That's just can't. Right. You've got to grow, and the only way to grow is to get deeper into these uh, different attributes of Christ. And you do that by reading your Bible, by praying, by church, having mm -hmm. Christian friends, all the same things I said a little earlier. Oh. Attending Calvary Chapel Aventura. That's how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Nate. Well put. I think that was fantastic. The growth in the spiritual walk. So listen, for those of you that are watching and listening again, uh, Vic Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're looking at 2 Peter chapter 1, talking about this wonderful prophetic book. Again, our lines are open for those of you that want to text in a question or a comment. Or if you want to post there uh, via Facebook Live a question or comment for Nathan or myself, Feel free to do that. We are a live program interacting. We also have Enzo in the background taking some questions that he's bored and we need to keep him busy. So feel free to post <laughs> your questions or your comments for us. Nathan, I love this passage. Uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, and if you can continue to take us through verse 11 and on, I think that would be great. Okay, well, uh, verse 11 uh, actually finishes the last thought. It says, So an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into an everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So he's ending that thought there with verse 12 mm. through 15 is a different thing, and it's a very personal thing for Peter when it starts. For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. Well, Nathan, and you're right, that is uh, pretty personal. You know, Paul, Peter, there was that time when they saw that mortality was at the door. They, they saw things were coming uh, to fruition, and yet he's still encouraging the believers, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. It, it, it's a sad time in, in Peter's life. Yes. He's about to be crucified. He's about to be murdered most horribly, and uh, this kind of his, his last will and testament almost. It's interesting that his last will for his children, his spiritual children, is be spiritually mature. I mean, grow in Christ. That's what you need to do. Nathan, and I think that is a wonderful uh, way to encourage uh, those that, that you are, um, you know, in a sense, leaving behind. And it reminds me, uh, Nate, when, when uh, Peter, uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus told Peter, Peter, do you love me? And then he told them, right, feed my sheep, feed my lamb. And then the Lord prophesied there uh, a little bit about his ends, you know. And he continued, the Lord continued to say, Peter, you don't worry about others. You, you follow me. And, and here we find him now encouraging others in, in the same sense. Peter is a fantastic example of growing in spiritual maturity. I mean, look at Peter. He was a loud, brash, <laughs> foot in his mouth. A follower of Jesus Christ, who seemed to always get it wrong just as he was getting it right. And then even in the end, when he was, he was the only apostle that swore he would never let Jesus, right. he denied him three times. 
And then you see the Holy Spirit come on Peter at Pentecost. And he's out there in the streets boldly proclaiming the gospel. He's uh, become head of the church. Uh, Jesus himself puts him basically in charge of the other apostles to feed his sheep. And he is willing to die for his faith. Mm. Matter of fact, when it comes time for him to die, uh, the Romans want to crucify him. But Peter requests to be crucified upside down yes. so that he won't be the same death as Jesus Christ and they won't worship him. And unfortunately, I think some do consider him the first pope and they, he does have a worship staff, but he shouldn't. And so it, it, we've seen Peter in the Bible through his life go from a spiritual baby to a very spiritually mature man. Yes. And it's something that we should emulate. Excellent point, Nathan. And, and I think I love those the, what you just shared. And, and a lot of this, uh, I love Fox's Books of Martyrs uh, because there it talks yeah. about how a lot of these uh, how the disciples uh, were martyred for their faith, continuing to trust uh, on the Lord, even while they were being fed to the lions and all the things that they were going through. So, Nathan, it also says that we as Christians, we're going to experience some kind of persecutions, right? We will definitely. I mean, that's just part of being a Christian. Uh, Jesus said that the world will hate you because of my name. Mm. And we see the world hates Christians. We see the world hates Christ. I mean, what other name is used as a swear word? You hear people say Buddha or Muhammad. Or <laughs> right. It's Jesus Christ. They, they hate the Lord. And because yeah. of that, they hate the Lord. They hate his moral law. It's restrictions on their sin lives that hate us, too. And they kind of marginalize Christians. And as you know, yeah. some places in the world, they're, they're killing them, especially what ISIS is doing. So. Wow. It's a tough road to be a follower of Christ. Jesus didn't say it was a, a wide road, but it was a narrow road. Narrow, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Nathan, and I'm, that's a wonderful reminder because maybe someone is out there watching us and maybe they're tuned in from a different part of the world, a different part of the country, and they are experiencing challenges and persecution. Well, listen, Nathan and I, we want to encourage you. Keep your eyes on the Lord so they persecuted the prophets before stoned and killed i mean the bible tells us right nathan in hebrews 11 uh how a lot of them uh were persecuted and they continue following uh, uh, the lord for their faith right i think it's one of the best apologetics outside of bible prophecy for the fact that the bible is really the word of god mm -hmm. now what man dies for a lie if these apostles were just got together in a room after jesus died and said hey you know, he was always talking about coming back from the dead, but he didn't. Let's tell everybody that he did, and, you know, we'll get built this religion, and, and we'll make all this money and all that. And that's what, there are people always, Christians are always accused of that today. But did the apostles live well? Did they make lots of money? No, they lived as paupers. Right. Like itinerant pastors traveling to weird countries that they never would imagine. I think Thomas made it all the way to India, even. and here Peter mm -hmm. is likely in Spain. And so here we've got the, all these apostles who are dying. They, they, they were murdered. They were cut in two. They were crucified. They were, had their heads chopped off. Yes. They were stabbed with spears. They died because they believed 100% that mm. Jesus is the Son of God. And they're willing to die for it. And if there's any great apologetic in the Bible, it's the fact that because they died for their faith, then what they were teaching was the truth. Man, what a wonderful, thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that and reminding us. You know what, guys, those of you that are watching and listening, things are going to get tough. We're living in the last days. Things are going to be difficult, and we're seeing it. ISIS on the move. We see all the hideous crimes that are being committed, and that might uh, uh, get a little bit closer to us, even the United States of America, and, and we do need to be ready. And this is why biblical prophecy is so crucial for us to understand 
so that we can know the times in which we're living in. When we're looking at this uh, presidential debate and we see the concern on people's hearts and minds having to do with the different nations and the wars and, and, and nuclear, uh, all these things the Bible tells us, there's a lot of signs of the times, right, Nathan, that we're seeing right before our eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and the top time to live, brother, but Jesus said in Matthew 24 that, that like birth pain, the signs of the times that point to his return would grow increasingly frequent and intense. Yes. And one of those signs was fearful events. And brother, I don't know about you, but after watching a presidential debate, <laughs> that's a fearful event. <laughs> <laughs> that's worse than Hurricane Matthew that almost hit us. <laughs> oh, it was about as much hot, hot air, I'll tell you. God bless the... He must have some, I keep waiting for a miracle, yes. some kind of miracle that, that he hasn't, uh, our sins haven't piled up so high that he's going to give us a president we deserve. Uh, Nathan. That's right now what it looks like. I'm praying yeah. that the Lord will work some miracle yes. and that we'll get a man or woman of God in there. Nathan, that's why I believe you and I <clears throat> also proclaiming the urgency of biblical prophecy and understanding. We really believe the Lord is at the door, right? I mean, he's coming soon. <laughs> We do, and, and Peter, we, he was even prophesied, he knew that he would live to an old age, Right. and uh, here he is, he's at that old age, and it's neat, I, I like the term, he keeps calling his body a tent. Yes. Isn't that interesting? That, not that we're our true selves, our, our spirits that exist separate from bodies, we will always have a body, whether it's this earthly body or our glorified bodies, which we get upon the resurrection, but uh, here he's talking about he's got to put off this tent as the Lord Jesus Christ showed me. So there's a prophecy right there. And Jesus had told Peter that he would live to an old age, that the hand would lead him, and it would lead him up to a cross where he would be crucified. I love that. And, and Nathan, what a reminder. You know, uh, this body, this is not all there is, right, Nate? Soon, I mean, I don't know how many more years I have, even if the Lord didn't return, but it's not that many. But God does promise us, right, Nathan, a building of God not made with hands, right? Oh, you'll live to 100. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> but I think we'll be, we'll be raptured well before that. Uh, yeah, my, I just think, too, because uh, my wife's uh, grandmother just died this week, and she came back yesterday from a funeral in uh, oh. New York, and she lived up to 93 years old. So oh. we're talking about old age, but she died an unbeliever. Matter of fact, she refused even to listen to the Bible or be prayed with even on her deathbed. Wow. And so and it was a reminder to me that this life, this tent, it's limited, it dies, we don't have a lot of time, and this is the only time, our life, mm. to give our lives to Jesus Christ. So it's very important we do that now because there's no second chance after we're dead. Wow, Nathan, what a, what a great reminder. I just, uh, I, I, I had to do a um, hospital visit myself this week where the uh, wonderful lady, her son, uh, was found dead also. And, oh. uh, yeah, there's a lot of tragedies, and this is why uh, the, the good thing was, that was comforting to know, was that he had actually turned to Christ at one point in his life, and she also okay. knew the Lord. So, uh, and Nathan, that's why what we're saying is, for those people that are watching and those of you that are listening, you, you just never know. And we do need to be ready. If the Lord were called us uh, today, uh, where will we be? And it's crucial for you to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And this is why every week we give those of you that are watching and listening opportunity to come to the Lord while you still can. And Nate, would you be able to maybe now that we were sharing about that, maybe there's someone watching or listening and they don't know Christ. Can you share with them maybe right now how they can turn to the Lord and come to know Him? Well, all of life is about becoming Christ-like. And you can't become Christ-like if you don't know Christ. Yes, <laughs> so, right. uh, we are asked to surrender our lives to Jesus, except in faith. 
that Jesus is the Son of God and Savior. And when we surrender our lives in repentance, we ask for forgiveness of our sins, and we accept Jesus as our Savior and Lord, then He promises that He will forgive us of our sins because He paid the price on the cross. The guilt of your sins goes upon Him. He paid it already, and you are not guilty after you've accepted Jesus as Savior. You can then stand before the Father holy and pure and relish the promises that Jesus has for you of eternal life. And it starts just simply by, if you're, you're ready, it's not a magic word or phrase or, or something you do one time. It, it's got to be real and genuine faith that comes from the heart that you accept Jesus as your Savior. Mm-hmm. And if you're ready, just pray something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And he promises he will do just that. Mm. Nathan, thank you so much for sharing that. And, and Nathan, I love that. It's not complicated, right? Coming to Christ is believing by faith. And, and, and sometimes I think people complicate too much the gospel, right? <laughs> that they do. It, it, the good news, as you say in the beginning of your show, good news, good news. I love that intro. Is that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He died for our sins. And when we accept Him in faith, we too can be saved. Mm. And that's the gospel in a nutshell. Amen. And maybe for those of you that are watching or listening, maybe you've trusted in Christ from wherever you are. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Maybe as Nathan was encouraging you to do so, you pray from wherever you are and you truly repented from your sins. We want to hear from you. We'd love for you to give us a call at 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. And let us know that you trusted the Lord. If you want to write to us, you can do so at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. Let us know that you accepted the Lord, and we would love to send you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in your relationship and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we want to rejoice with you. The Bible tells us that every time one sinner repents, there's a party in heaven, a celebration, and we want Amen. to celebrate. We want to celebrate with you. So we would love to uh, to hear from you, or maybe just post there uh, if you're watching us on social media on Facebook. So that Nathan and I can rejoice. So, Nathan, that is the exciting part about what we do, right? It's all about Jesus. It is. It's all about Jesus, brother. And that's what I love about Second Peter. It's all about becoming more Christ-like, becoming more spiritually mature. Mm, awesome. So, Nathan, you know, again, this small book is power-packed. We won't be able to uh, cover the second portion uh, of Second Peter, but it's one that we also would highly encourage individuals to uh, to read, right, Nathan? Because it really does tie in a lot of other books together. Yeah, yeah. Please read Second Peter, and uh, then when we come back next week, uh, we'll cover even more, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, Nathan, it's always amazing to me just how time uh, how time flies when you're having fun. I, I think that's a problem, yeah. you and I. We just have too much fun, you know. it's a fast half hour it's a fast but Nathan thank you so much for joining us and again uh, encouraging our listeners and our audience with those incredible verses and it's always a pleasure to have you out my brother thank you for joining us Uh, thank you man appreciate it awesome and of course for those of you that have been tuned in Vic and Nathan uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program but listen continue to make your way through the word of God our lines will remain open if you're in need of prayer, 305-992-9537. We would love to pray uh, for you and with you. And uh, if the rapture doesn't happen, we'll see you next week, Lord willing. Same time, same location. You guys have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you. Amen.